0: Join us live or in podcast form for another stellar newsworthy show on the latest entertainment news. Newsworthy is such a strange word it's got to be one of those made up words like splendiferous or whizzle-wazzle. You can't just put the word news together with the word worthy and boom it's a word. I mean put it in layman's terms. By the way who is this layman guy and why can't he talk like the rest of us?
1: Film, television, pop culture. It's where you find it. Welcome to the show it's time for entertainment landfill news and i am your crazy wacky zany host the jaystrom anyone who has never heard the show before just turned it off click nobody wants to hear a wacky zany
2: host this isn't the morning they zoo do on kbbl <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about no that's the simpsons radio station kbbl oh K-Babble oh nice
1: hey and Sorry. who's that talking that's Whoops. steven the pop culture zealot hello steven hey what's happening offering up some simpsons trivia there mm-hmm. N- nice always good let me ask you something well, yeah, <laughs> sure. do you still watch the simpsons like y- the new episodes? yes you do like every episode
2: uh i yes I still. Keep that one. I mean, this one here that here, there. I have it. A, I have it tagged, and I'll sit down and I'll watch two or three episodes in a row. I don't watch them weekly nice. out, live.
1: I haven't watched it in years, and if I watch a new episode, it's on accident. It's just like it'll it was be on, on after a
2: football game or before. a football game. Yeah, something game like that. Or...
1: I, didn't you know, cause I always loved the Simpsons for years. Like you and I would talk about the Simpsons. We watch it regularly and some kind of disconnect happened where I just stopped watching and I was done.
2: I, it was like, eh, I there got were, enough of this. There were some slow seasons and then there's some, there's some good ones.
1: I mean, I believe it's still funny. I, you know, I'll I, I'll give it a try. Every and once and I always.
2: I love the Treehouse of horrors every year. I right. do watch that.
1: And I love the Simpsons movie. What was that, 2009 or something like that? Yeah. Maybe... Right around there. 2006, 2007. Mm. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I can't remember.
1: (laughs) Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. This is Entertainment Landfill News, the podcast that uh, we... Where we... Wait... This is a podcast where we talk about film, television, and pop culture news. Do you know
2: what this is,
1: or just news that you know, news that uh, has to do with whatever I'm interested in that week. I guess 2007, 2007. Wow, not even close. We're uh,
2: 2009, two years off.
1: But Stephen, we had a Thanksgiving. We did. Was did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. You know what? I, I'm an older age now, and I ate once. When I got there, we all go to my Aunt Vicky's. There's a big spread, all this food. I load up on mostly the dressing or stuffing. Gravy, mashed potatoes, little tiny bit of turkey. Don't even care that much about the turkey. I do love the turkeys. I like ham. There's sometimes, there, there's a lot of time. always at Vicky's there's ham. And uh, I ate one plate of food. You know, I get mm-hmm. some corn too. And uh, green beans if there are any. And not, I don't like green bean casserole. That's a staple of Thanksgiving, you know, or if I can just get a few green beans out of it without the rest of the stuff, I'll get that.
2: But. Oh, the casserole. Yeah. No, I don't like cat, green bean casserole. Yeah. I don't. I just, just a, want green beans. I don't
1: eat. Uh, what is it? To the. You remember
2: beets, my, my worst memory of a cranberry green bean sauce? casserole was when we did a lunch at the old MJ's <laughs> okay. and our boss brought in hers her uh, casserole? Her green bean casserole.
1: Uh, and...
2: and... you know, she was a heavy smoker. Ah, uh, was there ashes in it? It tasted like cigarettes. Oh, gross! <laughs> Jesus! It had tar in it. <laughs> like, who is smoking the green beans and put them out in here? Yikes, that's
1: scary. So, anyway, what I discovered this year, and it was most likely that way last year, I eat once... And it's too heavy. I never go back for seconds. Uh maybe I will get a slice of pie. I got a slice of pecan pie. And in Texas it's pecan pie. Some people call it pecan pie. Yeah. That's that's not in Texas. It's Georgia. Right? Yeah, Georgia. Uh I had a slice of that. There was usually my cousin Kim, she makes chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I love her cookies and she goes, Jason, I didn't make them this year. And I was like, what the hell, man,
2: you're fired. As my Cause cousin. I usually
1: snack and go grab a cookie every once in a while. We'll watch football or whatever. But, uh, it wasn't until we ate it, um, Heather's mom's for dinner. And I could barely, I was like, I'm still stuffed. I, I'm just like kind of pick, picked at it a little bit. And, uh, I just can't do it anymore. I remember when I was younger, I would like get seconds and then maybe thirds later on. And it's just like, that's over. I can't do it anymore.
2: Yeah. My sister makes the desserts. And well, I remember those too, but
1: Thanksgiving's uh, late at night, even this is younger, Jason jack-in-the-box is open on thanksgiving go to jack-in-the-box late at night after thanksgiving after
2: two thanksgiving dinners yeah
1: thanksgiving at lunch thanksgiving at dinner and then like around Taquitos midnight at dinner i'm going to get go jack-in-the-box uh i don't know how i did it or where where i put that stuff away at but what kind of desserts do you get at uh, uh
2: mom made the pecan pie uh, chocolate pie sister made uh, a cheesecake trifle hmm trifle something like that don't trifle with her it had like Mm -hmm. it's got three layers whatever i felt bad laura the cheesecake stuff and some other layer and then uh, oreo cookies all crumbled into it
1: laura made this vegan loaf thing just tell her she's not (laughs) welcoming and she goes are you gonna try my uh meatloaf or something and i was like vegan meatloaf I was like, yeah, I'll get to cold? it.
2: That's not even bread.
1: <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I never tried it. But I felt bad later when I realized that, oh, yeah, I never did. try. You know, just a nibble, you know, uh, but I never yeah, did. try. It's it.
2: like sawdust. Great. Thank
1: you. <laughs> sawdust. <laughs> she makes these posts of all this vegan food that she makes. And it always looks appetizing. It's like, oh, that looks cool. Um, but it's like, this is Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. I eat meat. Or as Morrissey would call it, Thanksgiving.
2: <laughs> i'd love it
1: you know steven i've been playing quite a bit of red dead redemption 2 uh-huh. i have not finished it yet i've gotten a little bit further in the story here's the thing about that game is there are side missions question marks on the map you can go to and there'll be some crazy odd encounter mm-hmm. with somebody i don't know if you remember the original red dead redemption
2: just or you, if you just ever played you tell me about it no, I, I
1: remember this guy it. he was putting together this flying machine like the Wright brothers and he goes i need you to collect feathers for me because i believe i'll be able to fly with bird feathers and it's like okay i'll go look for him so throughout the game you're collecting like over 100 feathers it takes forever then finally you're like oh hey i have enough feathers i'm gonna go find it so you go back to that guy and he's like oh perfect and then it cuts to him he's i'm done would you like to witness history and you're like sure this will be great and he's like, goes, and I'm off flying to the, oh, and he's dead instantly. And it's just like, well, oh, well. And that's the end of that little mission Side thing.
2: Mission, you killed a guy. Just
1: kind of funny stuff like that. So there will be weird stuff like that in this game. And there isn't always a question mark. A lot of places, if you just look for smoke coming, you know, rising in the sky, there's a camp somewhere. Or it's out of a chimney of a house. Yeah. Go right over there. It's the game's way of saying, you can check this out. So I rode up to this house and I look through the binoculars. Yeah, have binoculars. You can look and it's like, is this like a gang, a rival gang or something? I'll go up and shoot them. But it's a house and there's this guy sitting on the porch and he goes, he waves at me. And I'm like, what? That's weird. And he looked weird. He was like a dude in overalls with no shirt on. And as I rode closer, it was like this real fat guy. And he looked really nasty, and he was like, "Well, oh, hey there, stranger, how's it going?" And just like, "Oh, hey, just passing through." And he's like, "Well, hey, you hungry? Why don't you come on up here?" Hey, baby, come outside. And this lady comes out. She goes, "Oh, you didn't tell me we had uh, we had company. Why don't you come on in? I made a nice stew." And I was like, "What the hell's going on?" Because this isn't like a mission or whatever. It's just the NPC's talking to me. And there's like, come on in stranger. And he walks inside and you can still hear him. Come on in and sit down, lift your feet up. And I was like, uh, I, I need to just keep going. Should I? Okay. I'll get the game has obviously got something here for me to see. Right. So I go walk in and he's like sitting at table. He goes, Oh, Hey, you decided to come in, come on in. And I was like, I should probably, you know, I'm going to test these people. I'm going to start looting, opening drawers and stuff. Cause you can get stuff out of drawers. So I go, he goes, Whoa, aren't you brazen one? Well, help yourself, mister. And so you're like taking stuff, sticking it in your <laughs> bag. And I was walking around looking at the house and he's like, are you sure you don't want to sit down? Oh, uh, why don't you go check upstairs? See if she's ready. So I was like, uh, this is where he's going to come up behind me and kill me or take my money or something. So I go upstairs and I walk in the room. She's like, oh, she's like, I'm changing. You're a little eager, aren't you? Why don't you go downstairs? I'll bring some food. And I'm like, oh, OK, sorry, ma'am. And you go back downstairs. So I go ahead and sit down. And this is where a cut scene happens. And I just want to play you uh, the dialogue from this, OK?
2: Oh, hey! Hey!
1: Here's the well, sister. It's
3: just
2: about perfect.
3: Huh? One of them moments you wish could last forever.
1: Well, like I said, uh, I can't stay for long. That's yeah, my kid. Look perfect. at us, like a couple of old friends. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a short life, but a merry one.
0: Here we are, all the fixings. I hope you boys left some room in your trousers. Mm, that smells delicious. <laughs> Do you agree this guy's disgusting? Oh, <laughs> stop it, you! You said
2: it was his sister.
0: How do you like it?
1: Mm,
2: it's good.
1: It's
0: good not for- revealed
1: that. Mm-hmm.
0: That made it so tender. Mm-hmm. You know what? This place
1: used to be a pig farm when, when we were So you
0: assume it's like husband and wife or something? Yeah. Before we lost our ma and pa. Horrible business. Horrible but we still got each other, ain't that right, honey pie? And we still know how to have a hog-killing time.
1: <laughs> there, there, that's for you. Yeah. That's where your character mm. realizes they're brother mm. and sister.
0: Mm. Where are my manners? <laughs> Drinks.
1: Yeah, I could definitely use a drink. <laughs> so I could use a drink. Whew.
0: That's double put hair. So on he takes chest. a
1: drink. All of oh, a sudden, everything starts getting real that. hazy.
0: Let's loosen you up some more.
1: And Come at on. this <laughs> point, it says you can drink or leave.
2: So you, you decided to drink.
1: Well, that's what's funny. You can decide to drink or just get up and leave. But the obviously, the creators of the game put something together for you to experience. Right? It would be lame to just leave. <laughs> so if you take a drink.
0: Ah oh, what the hell is that? Well, it's an old Aberdeen home recipe. that one right there's in 1894. Oh, feels like someone stabbing me in the head. Come <laughs> on, I thought I had a man here, not a boy. <laughs> one more and you and I both will go upstairs and have a lie
1: down. Oh dear. All of this. <laughs> ah, what the hell? <laughs> 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 what the hell? Drink one more. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, about time I take whatever cash she has on her and put behind mama and so then you're unconscious right and uh, I don't want to for anyone who's going to play the game I won't tell you where this is you may stumble upon it or whatever in the game like I did just following plumes of smoke but there's a lot of strange encounters like this where you're just creeped out by it like oh man that's creepy Like today I was playing and all of a sudden you sometimes see a little gray dot of something to investigate. I heard like a, and I ran over there and there was like a naked guy and he had hair on him. And he's going, and he ran by and your character's like, what the hell was that? And all of a sudden these wolves come up and attack you and you have to shoot them. And I went and chased after the guy, but I couldn't find him. So it's almost like, uh, You know, I couldn't get close to him enough. And I was like, was that some kind of wolf man or a guy (laughs) pretending to be a wolf? And there's another story, uh, just side mission with a scientist working with uh, electricity that's interesting. And there's there's the main storyline that you're doing throughout the game. But these little side missions are so interesting. And that's what I love about the game. And you can even uh, go fishing and stuff. I met this prize fisherman who he's tired of catching fish and he's like if you catch some fish for me and mail them to me through the mail you want me to mail them to you through the mail yeah just take them down to the post office send them to me and I'll pay you for it and I'll take credit for it and he's like okay so uh I caught these two giant fish this legendary carp or uh, <laughs> and I went to the post office and you can mail it it's so funny you can mail fish and there's another lady, she's uh, looking for dinosaur bones, like fossils. And if you find them, write down the location and send them to her and she'll send you money or whatever. So there's neat little side things like that. And I, I'm i having such a fun time. I don't want it to end. And I don't want... It's almost like I don't want to finish the main story. Like uh, last Saturday, I played quite a bit that uh I'm not able usually I can play it like two hours or something, but I got to play it for like five hours straight and I did a lot of story and I was like, I need to slow down, stop doing so much story and do go explore and stuff. Uh and I want to do more of that. So it's such a fun game, but anybody who's gonna play it or if you're playing it, I say just take your time. There's no rush. Because I know a lot of people Finished it already. And I think it's crazy. Like, how fast did you play this?
2: And uh, it I know... not seem like there's much enjoyment in it if you're rushing to get through it. To be the first...
1: Right. That's what this game, there's so much about exploration. Like, uh,
2: like you are ha- just doing the main storyline. They're not doing any of the little side missions or anything.
1: Right. Either. And whenever... No, things don't always... Like, question marks don't open up on the map until you go in that area. Then you will see, like, a stranger or whatever. Uh, Like, I was chasing this dwarf for somebody. <laughs> okay. He didn't want to be part of this circus act anymore. And he was like a magician. He goes, I'm the one doing all the tricks and they make all, take all my money. And he's like, and he was like, just come with me, buddy. You got to come on. And he's like, no. And he throws the thing that goes like, colored smoke and he's like aha and he's like way over here and he's like how the hell did you do that and he's like just leave me alone and you chase after him and he goes and he appears up there and he goes ha ha you can't catch me and he's like you're starting to piss me off <laughs> it's so funny so i was running around there's like these explosions of color everywhere and the guy's like giggling and he's like here i am and he's in a tree and he's like god damn it and uh it's just so entertaining this odd sense of humor in the game I just hope everyone gets a chance to play it. Uh, Stephen. we also, we have voicemail. And I figured we should get to the voicemail before we get any further, because it's so nice sure. to hear from our listeners. Uh, I don't remember which order I put this in. I believe this one was Rick. Rick from Australia. And if it's Adam Sexton, I got it wrong. But let's see who it is first.
0: Hello, Entertainment Landfill. It's Rick, it's
1: Rick from Rick. Australia. Hi, Rick. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: how you guys doing? Uh, I, I know it's been a while, but uh, you know, I was just thinking of you guys, and you know, I've still been listening to all the episodes and stuff. I just haven't sent voicemails because I've been like lazy and whatever. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, check in, and have a chat. How you guys doing?
2: Great great Rick we miss you yeah I'm you. good too uh, <laughs>
0: we're
2: glad
0: you're great uh, I, recently I watched Horny uh, on Hill House highly recommend it I thought mm, it was pretty good second last recommend- episode bit weak but <laughs> the rest of it is pretty pretty awesome and I really love the Red Dead talk uh, you could just talk about Red Dead Redemption for like 10 episodes and I would like <laughs> listen to everyone you right.
2: lucky you get more to that this time
0: I haven't got it yet. Uh, eventually, I probably will get it. Uh, I just haven't been gaming a lot lately. But it was really fun to hear. I've been watching like so many YouTube videos about Red Dead. It just seems like, almost overwhelming how big this game is. But it looks so, so good. But also so annoying because it's so big. And, you know, if you're like trying to do everything it looks almost impossible but i just love like watching clips about it and like, hearing about it so just tell me like if you keep playing tell me more about red dead because i'm into that uh i also watched uh upgrade that movie upgrade
2: Oh yeah.
0: Uh, yeah it was pretty good anyway uh that's i didn't want to talk about upgrade <laughs> Anyway, i just wanted to send a voicemail and uh say i'm still listening and i love you guys uh kisses this love is rick, too, rick from australia still here
2: love all you right too,
1: rick. you know uh, another thing that's amazing about red dead redemption 2 besides the world is huge and you can go exploring. If you go into the mountains, it gets cold and there's snow. If you go down in a swamp, it's all hazy and stuff. But there's you know there's alligators, there's raccoons, squirrels, there's all these different kinds of birds. What are you uh, playing it on? Uh, the PlayStation, PlayStation Play, Playsta- uh, PS4 Pro. Uh, it's also on Xbox. Um, but there are so many different kind. Con- you see bugs like flying around, but there aren't specific kind of bugs or anything, but there's so many different species of animal. There's even one guy who needs you to collect feathers, different kinds of feathers. And I haven't done that yet. I was like, I don't want to go around shooting birds or whatever. Uh, I've been playing the game for a while now, and this is the first time I've encountered a cougar like something was chasing me you could see red behind me and i turned around and it's like getting closer and closer i was like oh shit that's a cooler and i was like whad whad whad, you know shooting at it because they like charge you like really fast and you have the uh dead eye which is like bullet time it's like everything slows down where you can aim real blah, like that shotgun if you shoot at somebody's head their head explodes there's these guys called the Murphy clan. They're like these. <laughs> 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 and here's some weird thing. When you make a camp, it's the same animation. Every time he like reaches in, he starts setting up camp, but the game does weird things to you where all of a sudden it go does that regular animation, but something's different. I you're, you know, you're leaning over your fire and you're starting to cook some food. It did that. And all of a sudden, like a gun right to the guy's forehead i was like what the hell this is different and the guy goes well you're in the wrong uh, neighborhood or something he's like you're in the wrong uh, part of the swamp buddy what are you doing here he's like i'm just making a camp not hurting anybody he's like i say we kill him he's like no no let's just give him a warning and so they're like, "You better get out of your scene, buddy. We're gonna come back with some friends." <laughs> and they run off. And I was like, "What the hell was that?" And I love how the game kind of turns things. Like, it's the same way, like a hundred times, but all of a sudden, one time it's different, and it freaks you out. And okay, here's an encounter today that was hilarious. I uh, I went again, went to a house with a plume of smoke coming out of it. Walk in, everything's messy there's cobwebs everywhere i'm like nobody lives here this is weird go downstairs there's a guy dead at a table with his arm piles of money on the table i walk in there's another guy on the floor dead i'm like oh okay and it says take money all right so i go your character reaches down and the guy goes, huh? what the hell? And he pulls a gun on you. And the other guy goes, huh? what's going on? And he wakes up. They were both sleeping. And I was like, oh, shit. And they're like, you came in the wrong house. The uh, gunfight ensues. And then I kill them both. And then I take the money. But I love the game does something like that because you stumble upon crime scenes all the time. And it's like, oh, a couple of dead guys kill each other over this money. I'll grab it. But no, they're both alive. And I love when the game does something like that where it just totally you know it'll you. let's make three times he stumbles upon something like this and then the third time we'll get him one of the best parts like shit your pants parts of the game was uh hearing a bear roar in the woods and there's a cabin right there so i was like shit if there's a bear right here i'm gonna go into this cabin open the door the friggin bears in the cabin and it, was, and it slams you down Luckily, I had a sawed-off shotgun in my hand. I go, doosh, doosh, <laughs> and I killed it. But otherwise, I would have probably died instantly. But it scared the crap. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I love when the game does stuff like that. So anyway, I'm in love with that game.
2: All right, so I'm just going to say this right now. Everybody's missing half of this because you're doing the voices, but he pantomimes stuff too. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. I'm I'm laughing. He's That's, got a little man walking with his feet. Plume uh, yeah. of smoke. Going up. Plume of smoke. That's a The main <laughs> character you play, Arthur Morgan. So you just picture Jason talking with his hands, doing all this. Thing. So <laughs> he, he's miming the gun to the forehead. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but what I love about this game is the character you play, Arthur. I love that guy. And I have his voice in my head. Like he... You just love this guy so much. And you can choose to either be a really bad guy or a really good guy where <clears throat> you're either go to the black hat or the white hat, which are you leaning. And I've mostly been good. Every once in a while, I'll have to kill somebody. I learned that if you loot like a victim, somebody has been killed by bandits and you kill the bandits, you go over and loot the nice people who are dead. It'll count against it. So I was like, okay, don't touch those people. Just touch the bandits and you're fine, right? Or I do nice uh, nice things for people. Sometimes people are like, oh, sir, I need a ride to town. And you're like, oh, crap. I was about to go, okay, yeah, I'll take you. And she tells you a little bit of lore about the town. Like, yeah, this young man died there. It's really scary. We haven't seen the daughter ever since. But some people say if you look in the window long enough, you'll see her her figure appear and it's like oh that's interesting so you drop her off and i walked over to the house and there's that window so i just sat there waiting waiting i was like she's gonna appear and i was like what was i doing before this happened oh yeah i was gonna go to this and i just left (laughs) i was like i can't just stand here waiting for some apparition to appear or whatever (laughs) Because that's what the game does. You'll like mark on the map, Okay, I need to go here to do this. And then on the way there, something always sidetracks you all the time. Some guy, Hey, I'm stuck on a bear trap. Can you help me? And uh there was a, a great running gag of a guy getting bit by a snake. And you give him some snake juice and he, he's like thank you, mister Like later on, days later, he's like, Help, help, I've been bit and he's like what the hell you again? <laughs> he's like, I got bit by a snake again. And he's like, Oh damn. Well, this is the last time I'm helping you buddy. <laughs> next time, next time you're going to die. And, uh, I love the sense of humor in the game. Okay. We have a voicemail. This one from Adam Saxton. Let's check it out.
3: Hello, entertainment landfill crew. This is Adam Saxton sending you a voicemail. It has come to my attention that you guys will be recording an episode tonight And uh, that's fantastic news. It's been way too long uh, since your last episode, and I understand life gets in the way, holidays can get in the way, and sometimes concerts can get in the way. However, I'm very thankful uh, for the opportunities that you guys can still (laughs) get together (laughs) and put on a uh, funny and entertaining show, so um, I'm thankful for whatever we can get, when we can get it. And I hope you and your families are doing well. And so without further ado, let me share with you some highlights of some things that I've watched in the past month. The first right. is a recommendation from Strom. It's kind of more like a homework assignment because it's related to a show that he and I are very fond of, which is Chuck. And that is the 1980 coming-of-age movie, My Bodyguard. Uh, Classic. For several reasons. Uh, first off uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it but uh, I have not and for the longest time I didn't even know anything about it because I'm not I need to brush up apparently on my Adam baldwin uh filmography but uh he was fantastic the whole cast was fantastic Chris Makepeace, if I'm pronouncing that correctly was great yeah. uh it was kind of weird seeing Joan Cusack that that young, but that was apparently her first role, and apparently Jennifer Beals was in it, although she was uncredited. Um, but it was very funny, and there were moments were is very touching and very poignant, and uh, it dealt, I think, very uh, uh, very realistically within reason about bullies. And uh, speaking of bullies, the Matt Dillon character. He's just evil incarnate. (laughs) Uh, He's like a composite of two people that I knew, two bullies that I knew in high school. And I just wanted God to strike him dead with a lightning bolt. And that last fight scene really made me want to cheer as much as seeing like the end of a fight in a Rocky movie. And, uh, Jason, I do see the connection between this and Chuck versus the sensei. And (laughs) uh, that will make me want to watch not only that episode, but it will make me want to listen to your recap of it again. So uh, thank you, Jaystrom, for uh, recommending this movie to me. And uh, hopefully you can continue your Chuck series companion uh, podcast and see if we can come up with any more movie references along the way. I'm sure there are plenty of them. Second thing, uh, just some uh, good movies that I've seen recently, and these are not only theatrical runs, but also on uh, Netflix. Uh, some things that stand out for me are Widows, which was the oh, Stephen yeah, McQueen good. movie. Uh, the guy who directed 12 Years a Slave, and uh, it's got a great cast. Apparently it's based on a British uh uh, show that I never even heard of but the whole cast is excellent and I would recommend that because apparently it didn't do well commercially it's probably not going to be in the theater for very long uh, another thing another movie that I was thinking about it's its not one of the best things I've seen but it's really weird and I can't get it out of my head it's this western that's called The Sisters Brothers and it has John C. Riley and Joaquin Phoenix and uh, go in and as cold as you can, if you want to see, it. and I think you should because there are moments in it that are brilliant. But it's weird tonally. It's like it's it's too it's too dark to be a comedy, but it's too light to be a drama. And uh, that's about as far as I'll go in uh, de- detailing the story or how I feel about it without spoiling anything. So you, I guess, you'll just have to wait until. Uh, digital release or blu-ray uh, because apparently that didn't do well at the box office um, streaming wise on Netflix they've been getting a lot of really good movies uh, straight to that service movies that you would expect to find in the theater and I think uh, as far uh, as horror goes Apostle is one of the best mov- best horror films I've seen uh, this is from the director of the raid movies uh so naturally of course i was going to jump at this as soon as it was available and it's really gross uh and it's really scary at times really intense but it's it's r- really uh captivating and uh it it brings to mind certain movies like the the wicker man and uh I would highly recommend it if you're into that sort of thing. Speaking of the raid movies, um it feels like we haven't had a really good Indonesian action film since those came out and uh to uh, solve that problem uh is a movie called The Night Comes for Us and it involves a lot of people whom some of the people who made those raid films including its main star and it's it's a really well-done story, it's very simple but it's also ex- also extremely gross. It's just as gross as the Apostle and uh so if you're squeamish, probably not a good idea to watch it, but I found it Don't really captivating and I highly recommend that as well. Um as far as and as far as anything else goes, I've kind of had to work on a budget recently at my new job. I get paid monthly, so I have to budget myself and that meant for like my first month I really uh, had to let go of some things just to make it through with gas and food and stuff like that. So starting uh, this weekend, I want to try to catch up on that. Um, I've got a new cable and Internet connection coming in next week. After that, I'll be able to uh, pick up a uh, new-ish PS4 so I can start gaming again on that and I'm way behind but uh, also I plan to go see a couple of films uh, this weekend uh, I haven't seen Creed 2 and uh, it's a free ticket uh, I'm I'm going to go see that stupid Robin Hood movie uh, we'll just see oh, no. how crazy it is but anyway <laughs> I look forward I to hearing any uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 stories from Jason and Steven it's been oh, a while yeah. since I've asked where are you at with your Stephen King bibliography, or uh, <laughs> kind of where are you at with his work so far? Uh, other than that, guys, uh, it's great to see, to uh, know that you guys are still recording, and I am of course grateful for it. And I will speak to you guys later. So check you later. Bye.
2: All right, Adam. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I stalled out at night shift. I'm still. I'm on the. Uh the body
1: the body nice which is of course what stand by me became in the movie um Um,
2: i was he talked about movies i did see one without you okay overlord overlord how was (laughs) it it was fun it was a silly movie you know uh i don't know what you thought what it was about or not uh
1: Uh, nazi zombies not kind of
2: not really kind zombies, of. but. Uh,
1: Experimentation yeah. where they turn into some kind of mutant yeah, creatures. Yeah, they're trying
2: to create the Thousand Year Soldier.
1: Is the action
2: good in it? Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was. Cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
1: Sweet. I watched The Ballad of Buster Scruggs on uh, Netflix. It's a Coen Brothers movie, and it's a series of stories. You know, it's like a novel about the Old West, and each story is like a you know it's a vignette series of stories oh. each about different characters and uh it's shot beautifully it's gorgeous uh everything about it is staged so well it has that odd coen brothers sense of humor It kind of reminded me of like hudsucker proxy you know
2: um oh brother where are thou?
1: Yes. And it also erupted into violence at the drop of a hat. It was very interesting. And I I would say this, when it was over, I was like, it was the kind of thing where I was like, I don't know if I liked that. It was, you know, I kept saying, oh, it's very interesting. And I kept thinking about it. And then I was reading other people's thoughts on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see that. And some people was like, uh, you should go back and watch it again, watch it more than once. And I, I I think I'll go back and watch it, especially after hearing some people, you know, some people interpreting what it means. Because sometimes when I watch something, you know, I have to think about it for a while and I'll be like, yeah, maybe this is what that means. Or does it mean anything at all? You know? (laughs) And uh, it's, it's, I could see when I watched it on Netflix, why it's perfect for Netflix. I don't know. If that's the kind of movie that would do well in a movie theater. Yeah. You know, especially because there's no main character that goes through the whole thing. It's just little individual stories. Vignettes, Netflix is perfect for that. And uh I thought it was exciting. I, I love to see uh elite filmmakers uh do something like that for a streaming platform. Speaking of streaming platform, Steven, I don't know if this is a good segue at all. <laughs> Uh, on io9, you and your kids can now watch the first six Star Wars Galaxy of Adventure shorts. I don't know if you know what this is, but... Uh, no, don't. The first six Galaxy of shorts, uh, shorts, which use original dialogue and sound effects to help transform Star Wars films into kid-friendly animated shorts. Now, the first thing I thought is like, is this a good idea? But I saw the animation and I thought it was pretty cool. If you go to the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel, you basically see little things. Here's an excerpt. This is Luke Skywalker The Journey Begins. Just check this out. See what you think of this. The animation's great. In the galaxy of adventures, Luke Skywalker is destined for something greater. Okay, there's Luke, the twin sons. Cool animation. Long I long think it's waste pretty. i to become a Jedi like my father. Whoa. the flowing robe in the wind. I
2: something here for you. What is, what is it? it? This is the weapon of a Jedi knight. Dude. It's your father's lightsaber.
1: Oh, I love that. When he ignites it just like everything starts flowing. <laughs> starts waving around. This is what you wanted him to do. Oh, I for more Galaxy of Adventures, go to... So that's it. That's how quickly it is. It's beautiful. It's kind of like, it almost feels like they pitch this as like, what if we do, you know, there's R2-D2 Chewbacca. It's just something that's kind of like uh, paying the respects to the characters with this beautiful animation. It's, it's worth checking out. It's funny because it's like, this is for kids. And it's like, yeah, my kids would love that. It's just like, <laughs> I'm watching it for me. I love it. So if you keep uh, watching it, you can watch all the characters. And it's just really quick things, but it's beautiful animation. So I thought I'd uh, talk about that in case. Now, here's an interesting thing I saw. Uh, Facebook is now streaming Buffy, Angel, and Firefly for free. Today, Facebook launched a new set of free shows on their Facebook Watch platform. What the hell is that? Never heard of it. Now you will be able to watch every episode of Joss Whedon's Buffy the Vampire Slayer Angel and Firefly free on Facebook Watch. Okay, you already told us that. Facebook has struggled to find hit original shows with their Facebook Watch platform. I don't even know what it is. Some of the Very expected... <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Some of the expected new shows like a remake of MTV's Real World won't hit Facebook until 2019. Oh, too bad. That sounds like a great idea. Now they seem to be turning classics to Help turning to classics to help bridge the gap until they have their own original hit shows. Facebook Watch works with Fire TV, Android TV, Apple TV, Android, and iOS devices. There is no word on if this is the start of Facebook building a free streaming service full of older shows like Firefly, or if this is just a stopgap measure to hold people over until new content launches in 2018 from their partners. Do you use Facebook Watch? No, I don't know what it is. Leave us a comment and let us know what you think about the service. I have no idea what it is, Stephen. Stephen. The only comment at the bottom says, random but cool. (laughs) That's the only comment. Now, if I go into uh, the thing and type in Facebook Watch right here. If I go Facebook Watch. Okay, there it is. Click on that. Okay.
2: The site you're looking for does not exist.
1: Okay. Watch. (laughs) Discover popular videos and original shows. Visit. Okay. Here we go. And... And... Okay, Coco. There's a Conan video, latest videos, but where's the videos of Angel and I don't know, see so the now, videos. Technically, I'm not even finished. If you scroll, each video just starts playing. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh,
1: hey, Rodney Dangerfield's <laughs> project. I'm going to show you how to convert stick Okay, again, where is, um,
2: where's the... Uh, is there a search feature? Search? Firefly. Hey, what's going on, from dogs? HD here.
1: Okay, let me search for Firefly, okay? Here it is. Firefly. Okay. Okay, if I look on Firefly and I click on... That's where the shows are. You gotta go so to I the... Was, what the, the show is. Pages. Yeah.
2: Moved out and terraformed a whole new galaxy of Earth.
1: Okay, there's uh, Firefly. Some. Do you want to watch Firefly in your browser, <laughs> Stephen?
2: No, I have so a DVD much. of it, so I can watch <laughs> it. Central. Place. Yeah. Them's let's see the full alliance. screen.
3: Waged war to bring everyone bad. under their rule.
2: I don't want to watch you anything on, on my computer screen. Wrong that's why I got a big screen myself. TV. Well, I know group. that's
1: why. That's why I wonder room. if it look. They said there's it has.
2: Okay, let's stop the stop the video. Tie it to whatever who you're. Apple Fire... Or yeah, the guy Fire said stick. it's
1: on... um Amazon
2: Fire Stick.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's on Roku. It, he didn't say Roku. He said Fire TV, Android TV, Apple TV, Android, iOS devices. So if there is an app on your streaming device that you could watch on your TV, that works. Okay, I see that.
2: But it kills your battery. <laughs> oh,
1: cool. oh, yeah. I don't mean on my phone, but I mean like on your TV, like if you have a Roku oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, a yeah, streaming yeah. stick or something like that. I can see that would work, but... Maybe if you're at lunch or something on your laptop at Starbucks, you want to watch an episode of Buffy or something. I don't know. I could see that.
2: I mean, if you've seen him before, do you need it? I mean, I guess I understand that portion. I, you know, Yeah, I've,
1: I've never watched Angel or Buffy. Maybe I could watch oh, an never episode. Have you watched any Buffy? No. I could, I could, I could I watch it that way. I watched
2: way. up until Angel left.
1: So, guys, if you want to try this out on Facebook, if you have Facebook, just go to... Type in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay, it fills it in for you. Click on that. Found it. It's got a check mark next to it because it's verified. And then right there, it says underneath the header boom, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the series, and it has season three, season two. What order is this in? They need a better layout than this. Look, it goes season two, episode 13, season two, episode 11, season two, episode 15. Is this in order? How do I watch it in order? Season six, episode 12, season six, episode seven, season seven, episode five. What the hell? If it's not everything in order, what is the point? They it's need too to
2: much searching.
1: Do they lay this out better? Okay, here we go. Okay. You just got to click on it. So, okay, here it is. Season 7, Season 6, Season 5, all the way to Season 1. Okay, now I get it. It was just kind of like an overview of episodes, but if you click on the actual name, it takes you to a page with all the episodes. Okay, I got it now. Okay, I got it.
2: Okay, got they, it. They didn't screw you in the drive-thru.
1: <laughs> Steven, Daredevil canceled by Netflix. Bastards. After three seasons. Did you ever watch any of Daredevil? No. Great show. Fantastic show. Well, stage action. We Netflix Punisher,
2: but I didn't watch that
1: one. Oh, really? I still haven't watch The Punisher. Was it good? I watched The Punisher. Oh, that's probably next. Because everyone's saying, well, you know why they're doing this? Because Disney is launching their own streaming service. And, uh, maybe that's their theory or maybe that's true i don't know but it sucks uh netflix has been canceling a lot of shows that i like lately they've been breaking my heart you know i loved uh everything sucks i also love uh this new show called the good cop is from the creator of monk tony Danza was in this show as a his he
2: he came out of teaching (laughs) back to acting
1: his uh, Okay, the main character is the good cop, his son. He's a straight arrow cop, never breaks the rules. And his dad, uh, Tony Danza, he's out of prison. He was a corrupt cop who actually went to jail, and now he's out. And they're kind of like the odd couple. And it's hilarious. It's a really funny show. I still say watch the first season. First season's fantastic. But they canceled it. And I'm like, what are you doing, Netflix? And then I see Netflix cancels uh daredevil the marvel netflix universe continues to contract the streaming giant has canceled marvel's daredevil after three seasons ew has confirmed marvel's daredevil will not return for a fourth season on netflix the company said in a statement we are tremendously proud of the show's last and final season and although it's painful for the fans we feel it's best to close this chapter on a high note we're thankful to our partners at marvel and, uh, you know, they always do that when they cancel a show. We're so happy and grateful and blah, blah, blah. But still, your show doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right, Steven. I'm really excited. Speaking of Disney streaming uh, channel, they have announced several Star Wars series. And I'm very interested in The Mandalorian. Okay. Check this out. They, uh, It's being produced by Jon Favreau. And it's going to have a series of really cool directors, one of them being John Fambro, another yeah. Taiki Watiti, <laughs> the guy who did Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And they also cast uh, Pedro Pascal in it as the Mandalorian. He played the Red Viper in Game of Thrones. I thought he was awesome. He's also in Narcos. Listen to this, though. Star Wars' first live-action series just got even more star power. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Oscar-nominated screen legend Nick Nolte (laughs) has joined the cast of The Mandalorian. And uh, so what has Nick Nolte been up to? You've been dicking me around since we started
3: this turd hunt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nolte's role, like those already cast stars Pedro Pascal and Gina Carano remains officially unknown and THR's report notes that the show's heavy reliance on costume and visual effects allows the production to be more flexible with casting and scheduling than other series set between return of the Jedi and the force awakens. Oh, it's a perfect place to st- stage this. The show will follow a lone gunslinger operating on the edge of the galaxy outside the authority of the new republic. Dude, this is in my wheelhouse. Written by John Favreau and produced by Kathleen Kennedy, Colin Wilson and Lucasfilm animation veteran Dave Filoni is going to direct. Dave Filoni, just let me say this much, he did uh Clone Wars, he did Star Wars Rebels. This guy is a Star Wars genius. And the day they finally give this guy a Star Wars film to do, he, a real film, it'll be amazing. He's, he's, oh, I love this guy. The series boasts both a serious production budget and a star studded roster of directorial talent that includes Taika Watiti, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, that's right. Ron Howard's daughter. She's uh,
2: directing or acting? She's
1: uh, directing, Bryce Dallas okay. Howard. Love her. Rick Famuya and Deborah Chow. Nolte is a Hollywood veteran. Oh, he is? Who's Nick Nolte with a wide variety of roles in his name, including classic performances and comedies like 48 Hours, The Thin Red Line, and Romance's The Prince of Tides. Why did he say romance? And more. He'll lend a lot of gruff charisma to this series, and he already has a little bit of history with Star Wars as one of the actors considered for Han Solo way back when, something comedian Patton Oswalt once turned into a now classic stand-up bit. The Mandalorian, wow, they're really just veering off, aren't they? The Mandalorian does not yet have an official release date, but Disney Plus is expected to launch late next year. What do you think of Nolty Cassie? I know it's sad that they're creating this show to launch their streaming channel that they've sold me so easily. I'm sorry, but it's just like... <laughs> I was like, hey, Heather, did you know Disney? We already have Hulu and Netflix. We don't need that. And I'm like, we're getting it day one because they're going to have a Star Wars series. And they already <laughs> announced another Star Wars series, too, based on... Um, oh, let me uh, Google his name. Uh, the guy from Rogue One, the actor Diego, Diego Luna, he is getting a series based on his character. OK, here we go. Deadline reports Star Wars series starring Diego Luna taps Stephen Schiff as showrunner. OK, the recently announced Star Wars series for Disney's upcoming family focused streaming service, Disney Plus, based on Rogue One, a Star Wars story as being shepherded by former Americans executive producer Stephen Schiff. Okay, I'm going to read that first story, actually. Rogue One prequel series in the works for Disney streaming service now named Disney Plus. Okay, Disney announced fresh details of its family-focused streaming service, including the new name. The direct-to-consumer service with launches in 2019 will feature original and library content across Disney's major entertainment brands, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. It will also incorporate programming from National Geographic, okay, which it acquired for $71.3 billion. What? Disney CEO Bob Iger teased some of the exclusive com- content coming to Disney during the f- company's fourth quarter earnings call, including a live-actual prequel series based on Rogue One. The film's original star, Diego Luna, will top-line as cash andor this marks the second star wars based original series to be created for the streaming service which the other one was the mandalorian lucasfilm will produce a series which will go into production next year it will follow the adventures of rebel spy Cashin andor during the formative years of the rebellion and prior to the events of rogue one going back to the star wars universe is very special to me luna told StarWars.com. I have so many memories of the great work we did together in the relationship. So he's talking about the movie. Also, you know, I don't know if you we weren't doing the show at this time, but they also announced the Loki series with Tom Hiddleston. So that sounds really cool. Bad Aish. <laughs> all right, Stephen. I know you're excited about Nick Nolte uh, being in it most of all. Now. What do you say we do some uh, Rotten Tomatoes? Sure. Would you like me to read some Rotten Tomatoes? I would. Let's do it. You say either. I say
0: either. You say neither. And I say neither. Either, either, neither, neither. Let's call the whole thing off. Yes, you like potato. I like potato, you like tomato, I like tomatoes. tomatoes. Potato, 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 tomato, tomato, let's
1: call the whole thing off. I like still tomato juice. Now, Steven, some movies came out this week that I have no idea what they are and I'm not that interested, but I'm really interested in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Stanley? Keep going. <laughs> Stanley, yes, he passed away. A I don't know then. if you were going
2: to talk about that. I'm just bring that up later. But yeah,
1: just bring it up. um Yeah, that was sad when Stanley died. I, I think I texted you. Right, away. it's funny because you and I both do that. Did you hear so and so died? Yeah, bummer. <laughs> Stanley, and uh you know we love Stanley, and of course we also love who wants to be a superhero. Take the cane and do a jig. Oh, Oh. farewell, Stan. Such a great creator. Now, Steven, uh, Spider-Man into the spider verse comes out December 14th. We still got to wait a bit, but I noticed that it's already 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. 49 reviews counted all fresh zero rotten as if I'm not already hyped for this animated Spider-Man movie. I see that uh, Johnny Oleksinski of the New York Post said, It's the best standalone film to feature the iconic character so far. 3.5 out of 4. Okay. Oliver Jones of The Observer says, The greatest triumph and biggest surprise of the film is that it's an LSD freakout on par with 2001 A Space Odyssey. 3.5 out of 4. What? Dude, do we (laughs) need to drop acid before we go see this? Maybe. Maybe. William Bibiani, love that guy's name from the rap, says Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse represents some of the best superhero tell sto- story. Represents some of the best superhero storytelling on the market. <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't string those words together. Slow down. Jesse Essenberger of A V Club says, This is the seventh Spider-Man feature film in sixteen years, but this universe has rarely felt so fresh. I'm getting excited. David Ehrlich of IndieWire says the film's wild and contradictory aesthetic elements of which clash against each other like some kind of dissonant cartoon jazz dazzlingly explodes the outmoded idea that superhero movies have to look a certain way B+. okay. Justin Chang says what distinguishes Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse in the end is that it takes its mission seriously even when it's being transparently silly. Okay, Dorian Park says, Into the Spider-Verse is one of the best movies of the year and one of the best animated films ever made. Wow. Adam Starkey says, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a remarkable achievement and one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, five out of five. Okay, am I getting overhyped here, Steven? Come to Papa. Let the movie come to me. (laughs) Funnier than Spider-Man Homecoming and more exciting than Avengers... The Into the Spider-Verse is the most perfect embodiment of Spider-Man to date. Stan Lee would be proud. I hope he got to see it. Nate Adams said just when he thought superhero films had played every narrative card in the cliche handbook, along comes Sony's animated Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. How many times can I say that? (laughs) (laughs) To completely revitalize a character who's been retold, revamped, and reset one too many times. A minus. Mark Ellis says, it might be the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen. Five out of five. Abigail Chandler says, the scale of it, the visual inventiveness, the heart, and the humor. This film is the closest we've yet managed to get a comic book to come alive, and it's brilliant. Five out of five.
2: So you're hyped. When is it coming out?
1: The 14th, December 14th. I am sufficiently hyped. Now, Stephen, this isn't on Rotten Tomatoes, but I see whenever a movie premieres for critics or whatever, but it hasn't come out yet, they'll see, what are the early reactions to the new Star Wars? What are the early reactions? Here's what they're saying about Avengers, you know, before it comes out. And we were like, do I want to click on this and read this and see what these people? So anyway, Aquaman premiered the other day. (laughs) Early Aquaman reactions are surprisingly supportive. That's right. Critics' first reactions to Aquaman are finally swimming onto social media with a surprising upswell of positivity. (laughs) The highly anticipated DC chapter isn't due in theaters until December 21st, to be exact, but those who caught early screenings are promising a good time. A standalone spin-off of the Justice League, the Jason Momoa-starring saga follows the titular Aquaman as he attempts to quell tension between the residents of the Seven Seas and us landlubbers. He is joined in his quest by Mira, played by Amber Heard. Only time will tell if these oceanic heroes are truly up to the Herculean task of championing the regularly mixed DCEU, but everything we're hearing so far is super encouraging. Notably, we are getting only getting reactions from critics selected by Warner Brothers for screening, so take everything with a grain of salt. Hey, but you want us to click on your article, right? Eric Davis tweeted... Aquaman is the most ambitious DC movie to date, a big, sprawling visual spectacle that is gorgeous, crazy, stuffed with terrific action, and a lot of fun to watch. James Wan, in my opinion, is the true star. He elevates the material, makes it entertaining, and conquers it. Whoa. Brandon Davis says, there were moments where I felt Aquaman might be running a little long but has so much to unpack in building its own isolated world. Huge, epic, unique, and stylish action sequences balance the heavy exposition. Movie isn't out yet, but I want more from Juan Momoa and company. <laughs>
2: Why does his hair look dry underwater? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jason Momoa is once again totally delightful. For well, I will say this much, Justice League, whatever you thought of that movie, I thought he was having a good time, yeah. you know? I had no problem with. I've never really cared that. I've talked about Aquaman before. He's not a new character I get excited about or whatever. He's having a good time being Aquaman, you
2: know. My my issue, and I, I don't know if I've told you already, but the, in the trailers, they're underwater, fully speaking. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Aquaman can do that. No. All everybody mm-hmm. underwater is talking words.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you but they need air to pass through vocal cords to make they're, words. They're, they're
1: inside. Uh, oh,
2: they're under water. There's bubbles coming up from them.
1: But they're aqua people. They can talk. I just, I'm not buying. <laughs> You're not, Steven is out. <laughs> Ashley Menzel says Aquaman is over the top fun. Now, uh,
2: if they had been down inside a little bubble talking, great.
1: Yeah, maybe. A perfect balance of cheesy humor and action. James Wan shows his skills as a director and puts his mark on DC in a big way. Momoa is perfectly charming and brings Aquaman out of the shadows to stand alongside the greats like Wonder Woman. Okay. Terry Schwartz says, Julie Andrews voices a giant crack in Aquaman. If that's not the best endorsement I could give this movie, then I don't know what is. Okay. Spencer Perry says Aquaman is like an eighties cartoon with all of the fun and the problems that come with that. A good adventure movie that acknowledges exactly what it is from the start, which is a meal made entirely of ham. <laughs> Germaine Luciere says Aquaman is a big fun wild ride. Oh, my favorite. It's unabashedly melodramatic and over the top with the largest, most ambitious sense of scale imaginable. Part of it Since I are... don't
2: have one with my big, fun, wild ride. <laughs> Parts of it are kind of bad, <laughs> but they are not
1: the majority. And oddly, still fit in with the cartoony tone. Second best DCU movie. You know what's funny is when I see that, remember when Batman and Robin came out and we couldn't believe how horrible it was? There was a guy you worked with who we made fun of for years because he said, it's a fun ride. Remember, he described it as a fun ride. Yeah. And it's like, what? Who talks like that? You're not like a film critic in the paper. You know, talk like a normal person. Yeah. Put it in layman's terms, right? Stupid layman. Yeah. Who's that layman guy? Paul Shirley says, I'll take some heat for this, but Aquaman is the best Marvel movie that DC has made. That doesn't mean it's exactly like that formula, but it feels like a film that knows what it is and what it's selling and who it's selling to. There's no identity crisis here, and don't call me Shirley. All right. He probably says that all the time. Mm-hmm. Mike Ro- Rogu, Ragu, Mike Ragu, it's the big Ragu. Yeah. Saw Aquaman before Thanksgiving and had a week to think about it. It's flawed, but fun. Momo and Patrick Wilson are absolute gems. Most of all, the movie is just flat out insane. I can't believe how big and creative and crazy it gets. Got to see it again. Why are you coming towards the microphones, baby?
2: (laughs) I need attention.
1: Nicholas Whitcomb says, Aquaman is fine. Don't get your expectations too high. It's an MCU phase one film through and through and the level of Thor one. Mira, Black Mana, and Queen Atlanta are standouts. James Wan has delivered a fun adventure in the world of DC. All right. Well, are we hyped for Aquaman, Steven? Sure. Um what I hear is like it's not great but it's fun, you know. I I don't mind that. I thought Justice I League I sure said
2: the Overlord was was fun. It was
1: Justice League I didn't think was good. I thought it was fun in places. Um I need to watch it again. I remember being really distracted. I remember uh, Emma was away on a weekend thing for theater, and during the movie, we got a text, and we didn't. We don't turn our. Was
2: this what movie? Sorry.
1: uh, Justice League. Okay. We got a text from Emma's theater teacher. That Emma's not feeling well. Uh, She was feeling rather fatigued. We've got her in the hotel room. She's laying down. I'll let you know. She'll call you a bit later. She's just laying down and resting. So we got that text like the beginning of the movie. And usually, you know, we'd have our phones off or silent. But since Emma's not with us, we want to make sure she's okay. So we get that. Heather and I totally distracted the rest of the movie thinking about, is Emma okay or whatever. So I will say that much about it. She was fine. She just gets where you're around a bunch of people
2: for a long time. It's just like... Mentally exhausting.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, loudness fatigue. Yeah, I just want to be alone. I, get that. I just need to get yeah. Or it's just like this is too much. I just got to get away. And that's what she was okay though.
2: Did you take her to go see Bohemian Rhapsody?
1: Yeah, she loved it. Bohemian Rhapsody, I thought was very well done. I saw a lot of people like, well, I don't know if it gets into the real serious like things that happen and real. You know, I didn't mind that.
2: Here's the craziest. Yeah, they took a little artist licensing with yeah, the I, story. The
1: musical moments were fantastic. I thought the whole uh, live aid thing at the end was f- amazing. I even came home and watched the actual performance on YouTube yeah. and see how it's like, almost. Yeah, they did dead it on. perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's the craziest thing: Brian Singer was fired off the film halfway right. through it, and another guy finished it. And I'd read that a long time ago, like Brian Singer, him and uh, um, um, Roma, what's what's the name? Ravi, Robbie
2: Ravi, 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 The guy who plays Malik or something.
1: Rami Malik. That's it.
2: Malik.
1: Him and a Brian Singer weren't seeing eye to eye. Brian Singer disappeared off the film. They couldn't get a hold of him. They had to replace him. I forget the guy who took over for him, but. I'm watching the film. The opening credits happen, which was really cool. I love the way they did it. And it says directed by Brian Singer. And I was like, wait, no, he didn't. He got fired. And that really bothered me. Cause I know it's probably some <laughs> director's guild shit. Like, yeah, well, technically Brian Singer directed more than half. He did so... 51% of the film. <laughs> this guy did 49%. It's like, shouldn't they be co-directors? I don't understand. Yeah, but so what parts of the films aren't Brian Singer and what are, and yeah. I, A lot of the – I read that the new director – I don't know what sound sound I made. Uh, The new guy, he did the whole opening part and the parts where uh, Freddie Mercury, he meets the band members, that thing, that kind of funny. uh, That was the new director and stuff. So he established the more humor and stuff. And I thought there was great humor in the movie. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. But that whole – directed by brian singer i was like but he got fired like i really wanted i wanted to tell the truth like have two guys on there don't have the guy who took it over and finished the film just name not on the film and it might be in there somewhere as a you know assistant Assistant first decision i don't know what it is but i thought it was really goofy that kind of distracted me early on the movie but i got over it because I thought Rami Malek and the whole cast did a fantastic job.
2: And you like uh, being Brian May and, and uh, Roger in it. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. That was hilarious. And
1: all, um, Mike Myers' part. Yeah,
2: Mike Myers. And uh,
1: he. Great. there's even a great moment. I can't see someone riding in a car, headbanging to this. <laughs> I thought that was a great moment there. I was like, that's the reason Mike Myers is in this movie for that yes. line right there. That line of dialogue. So there are these other movies that came out, Stephen. I don't know what the hell they are, but Mowgli, The Legend of the Jungle. It's the Jungle Book. They just made a live-action Jungle Book that Jon Favreau directed. I thought it was pretty good. This one was made for Netflix, and it's got Andy Serkis directing it. Andy Serkis is directing? Yeah, acclaimed actor and director. Andy Circus reinvents Rudyard Kipling's beloved masterpiece in which a boy torn between two worlds accepts his destiny and becomes a legend. Mowgli has never truly belonged in either the wilds of the jungle or the civilized world of man. Now he must navigate the inherent dangers of each on a journey to discover where he truly belongs. I think I skipped a sentence there. But anyway, it's got all all-star cast of voices. Andy Serkis, of course, he's like, of course, I'm going to do a voice in this. I'm the director. He does Baloo, Kate Blanchett, Benedict Cumberbatch as Cher Khan. Perfect. Christian Bale, Naomi Harris, got all this stuff. Okay, here's some reviews. Bilge Ibiri says, i am got to be saying that name wrong. Bilge, that's her name. The film reminds you that the jungle is a terrifying place; that nature is cruel, and humans are even crueler. Okay, not much to go with there. Brian Lowry says, "This is one of those happy occasions where the Netflix model allows a project that might have been lost in the theatrical wilds to find a place in the circle of life, albeit on a lower tier of the jungle canopy."
2: (laughs) Matt Zoller try to be clever, people.
1: Yeah, Matt Zoller-Sites of RogerEbert.com says, Mowgli, the legend of the jungle, gets lost in the woods early and never reemerges. Two out of four, rotten. Not rotten. <laughs> <laughs> Monica Castillo says, Circus throws in too many new elements and, in the process, derails the plot's familiarity and some of its charms. Michael Rexchaffen says, Mowgli may have intended to offer a darker, grittier take on the classic Kipling stories, but the end result proves to be more of a murky muddle. Rotten. Glenn Canney says, The filmmakers are clearly trying to bring an uncommon maturity to the fantasy film, and in many respects they succeed. While not everything here works, what does is impressive. Fresh. Rich Klein says, Circus is more adeptly captures Kipling's serious themes. Wendy Id says this is visually striking, technologically <laughs> technologically impressive picture. Three out of
2: five. Oh there's technology. I don't know how they wrote <laughs>
1: <laughs> Todd Gilchrist says Andy Circus opts for an unnecessarily gritty adaptation that showcases the actor director's CGI enhanced performances, but otherwise fails to make Mowgli's coming of age meaningful or unique. Here's the problem I have with this. The Jungle Book just came out just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Why even make this? Maybe Andy Circus has always loved the story, he wanted to tell his own way. I'm sorry, I'm not ready to watch another jungle book. I don't care that much about the story. I just don't care. And I will not be watching this.
2: Over ever, and out. Did you ever go see the Winnie the Pooh one? No. You said it was good, right? Yeah, it's really good. Did you cry? Uh, no, I didn't cry, but you know, come on, Steven. No, no, no tears.
1: Any welling? Uh, no, I mean, well,
2: maybe a little.
1: Sometimes little. I do that,
2: and I'm like, don't cry,
1: and stuff like that. Well, guys, that was Let's Read Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you so much for listening to that. <laughs> Good times what do you say that we see you on the flip side sound good Stephen yes sir all right Stephen I'm gonna meet you right over there see okay. that corner over there okay bye
2: thank you good night here all week try the veal and see
1: All right, guys, we are back here on the flip side. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. It's so great to get together with Steven and have uh, a wonderful time talking about fantastic stuff. Heather just texted me. She said, tell everyone to watch my brilliant friend on HBO. Heather has a really brilliant friend she wants you to see on HBO. No, it's a series series. Uh, called My Brilliant Friend. She's really digging that series. So there you go, Heather. Free plug for your show you wrote and produced. I'm kidding. She's just enjoying watching it. Uh, Good stuff there. And uh, I'm trying to think if I'm watching anything right now besides uh, um, my regular stuff. I haven't found a new one to watch just yet. Totally blanking. I want to watch the, the New Adventures of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch thing. Have you watched
2: um, Mr. Mercedes?
1: No, I have not.
2: Do you have it tagged?
1: Uh, no. Okay. I've got never... the first
2: season on DVD if you want to borrow it.
1: I think I, it's oh, on demand, I believe, oh, on, on okay. DirecTV.
2: Yeah, I think I can watch it any time. It is awesome. it's really good. I've just watched it for the second time, finished watching it.
1: Nice. I th- I think I'll check it out. I mean, it, does it feel like Stephen King? Like they didn't yeah, mess anything up?
2: No, it, it's really good. Cool,
1: cool. And the second season has that been good? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Is it still called Mister Mercedes yeah, in the second? They didn't.
2: They didn't follow the book title names. Yeah, I guess keepers. that would be
1: weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or is it called Mister Mercedes and then the title of the second book?
2: No, it's not that. Uh, just in the in the series in the in the vid-
1: And that's only on DirecTV, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. They the, he and this girl started a, a detective agency, and it's called, the, the, the the agency is called Finders Keepers.
1: Ah, that's and that's how the they name of the I like it. That's cool. That's clever, and it sounds like they really they uh, they respect the source material.
2: Yeah, King does his usual cameo.
1: Oh, how's that?
2: It, it, well, he's dead. <laughs> oh, he plays yeah. a dead body. Is it pretty funny? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a chef with a. A cleaver in his head or something.
1: Oh, nice! I remember there's a short story Stephen King wrote about a chef that went nuts. Um, it's in Everything's Eventual, a series of short stories. In that, that. Uh, yeah, there's a great uh, short story about a chef who goes nuts with a meat cleaver in the (laughs) restaurant. I wonder if like they're kind of like acknowledging (laughs) that. Maybe that's the first thing I thought of when you said that. I. It's funny when you read that uh, short story. I almost thought of it as an animated form, like a cartoon chef. It was hard to imagine it in like uh, real life and stuff. But, um, like I said, I'm excited to see Spider-Man into the spider verse. Really excited. Can you believe it's already about to turn December and it'll be Christmas time and all that crap. (laughs)
2: Holy crap. <laughs> like
1: I'm not ready for that Like Heather's like When are we putting up the tree I'm like really It's time to do that over- Again I just put the damn thing away
2: <laughs> That's what it feels it like
1: Yeah Thanksgiving I remember the
2: Just keep it up Put it up in the spare bedroom Things the in,
1: <laughs> Just Let's keep it the way it that's, is Let's just move it That's
2: the Christmas room
1: I need a button Where it goes <laughs> Just falls down And it's like Finished all right, there we go. I mean, it's kind of fun once we start doing it, but just the the whole process of thinking about doing it, uh, that's like the, build up, the like, oh, god. Is it up in the attic? It's, it's in the closet in okay. the spare bedroom. It's just going to be a big pain in the butt. Oh, thanks, Jessica. I she always gives us a message right at the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me today. Hopefully next time we do a show, we'll have all sorts of new experiences, and uh, perhaps I will have finished Red Dead Redemption too. You know what's funny is they announced uh, they started the beta of Red Dead Redemption online, where you're you create a character and you're in a world with other people and uh-huh. stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready to do that. I, I don't Star know. Star
2: Wars galaxies, kind of ish.
1: Yeah, it's like you're in there, you the can World form Wars. a posse with your friends and the do um, missions together. But I, you know, like I said, I'm more of a storyline guy. But here's the thing I love also just slowly riding my horse, just enjoying, like, you know, I found a nice waterfall today. Went to the base of it, started fishing, like the whole atmosphere. I'm playing it with headphones on. I hear nature, the waterfalls. It's like, ah, it's good to get outside, (laughs) you know? Staying indoors all day, I'm just outside. And I love the fact that I can create a fire, (laughs) make some coffee, and I'm sitting there sipping on some coffee. And I can go over to my horse, pet it there you go, girl, good girl. And you can take out your brush and you brush your horse or pat it or feed it an apple or a carrot or something. Uh, You can also uh, find uh, plants like different oregano and stuff out in the wild. Collect that later on when you're cooking your your meal from like the deer you killed, add some thyme, add some oregano and all that. (laughs) Add some extra flavor. It gives you little bonuses and your uh, (laughs) – And like your uh, health or endurance or you dead eye, the,
2: you get the Michelin point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, or you can go
1: like I already told you about taking a bath or whatever. But you can go to a bar and order f- food, different meals, and he's like, hmm, "That's damn good." Mm, I'm, gonna... And he's like <laughs> patting his face. But here's another funny thing. I've I started playing. Wherever you go, and there's a poker table or a blackjack, it's fun just to sit down there and play for a bit because they have these odd characters sitting around that say hilarious things. Sometimes they say terribly racist things too. (laughs) It's not good, but you're just like, what the hell? Or you'll hear somebody talking in the background. There's always somebody saying something that is completely just odd. And I love that game. And you know, they took them five years to make it or something like that. I can see why they add so much detail and, and it's, You know, every person in the game, every little person walking around there, some guy did a video following characters around a day in the life and they would just follow a character around. A lot of them go to a job and then when the sun goes down, they go to a bar and they drink, they sit at a table, then they walk and go in a building to what their home is. So all the characters have these routines they do. (laughs) And I've multiple times, I'll be somewhere else in the game. The guy goes... Hey, you look familiar to me. He's like, you look familiar, familiar to me too. Where do I know you from? And it's some guy I bumped into way like earlier in the game. It's so funny uh, how that happens. Or there'll be somebody from an earlier mission who shows up again. And he's like, Hey, I know you. Oh, and he'll run away. I'm like, why is he doing that? And I'm like, did I pull a gun on her or something? Cause I don't remember. And I, one of my favorite things is somebody walks by and you can go, Hey, Mister, how's it going? And he's like, "How you doing, buddy?" or something like that. But some guy's like, "Stand on my face, asshole!" And you can like, "What?" And you antagonize him Say that again to my face. And he's like, uh eh, whatever." And you're like, "Come here." And he's like, "I'm warning you." And he's like, "I'm just kidding." He <laughs> could just wave him off. Or when you're back at your camp with your gang, whenever they're sleeping. You can wake them up. Hey, hey, wake up, wake up. Huh, huh, what's what's going on? Ah, nothing. I'm just messing with you. Oh, damn it. Oh, I was in a deep sleep. And they'll go back to sleep. You can do that to them and it'll start pissing them off. <laughs> Every time I see this one guy, his name is Uncle, and he's always drunk and sleeping. He's like, Oh, there you are again, Uncle, having a rough day of work. He's like, Oh, leave me alone. Stop picking on me. <laughs> I love it. Just they all have senses of humor you and know? different kind of personalities and stuff. I could talk about that game forever. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you would, visit etlandfill.com. There you can find all of our previous episodes. By the way, this is ETL News, episode 61. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Visit our website and all that kind of stuff. If you want to be a patron, go to patreon.com slash landfill. And I want to apologize to our patrons for not doing a show since uh, early november we want to we want to get back to doing shows a little more regular it's after the holidays it's a lot easier you know december is going to be tough you know week in week out and all that kind of stuff but i'm gonna work some shows in there hopefully do a chuck series companion soon but thank you guys for sticking out and supporting the show i appreciate it And uh, what are you guys waiting for? Get out there, play some Red Dead Redemption. Go see uh, that new Spider-Man movie on December 14th. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? I want to see Ralph Breaks the Internet. I want to see Creed 2, but I got to watch Creed 1 first. I I still... I want to see Creed 2. I never saw the first one. And did you see, Ivan Drago is back, yep, yep. and he's fighting his son. I was like, "Dude, sign me up! <laughs> I love that Rocky." Rocky Four. Should they bring Mr. T's son in the next movie? Clubber Lang. <laughs> All right, Stephen. I love it. All right, guys. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye, Steven. Bye.
0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this Wild and Wooly Show. It's filled with vim and vigor. What the hell is vim anyway?